This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our many hilarious commercials. Hi, did you know that you can get a quote on your motorcycle insurance in under three minutes at Progressive.com? And did you know that saying hi makes even bad news sound good? Hi, you have high cholesterol. Hi, you're fine. And this is what that same commercial sounds like on your motorcycle. Hi, there's no more cake. Even our commercials sound better on a bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, Progressive helps keep you on yours. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Vencast Studio Collection. Welcome, welcome to episode 15. Insane Spanish of Riding the Pine. I'm Hondo here with Guy. What's up, Guy? What's up? What's up? MT- MTG couldn't make today, but the NBA goes on and we continue to go on with all things NBA. I mean, the season has basically been going on for like five weeks. To me, it feels like it's been like half a year. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like I'm so I'm so far ahead on albums and NBA games right now. It's just like I talk to lay people and they're not at my level. They're just they're just not at my level. And so. if they're not at your level, like you just shoo them away, right? You cut yeah, I'm just like. I'll go get a drink with you guys because yeah. I need a drink to like come back to that level. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hey man, that welcome, was... welcome to the Carmelo Anthony, the Gerald Green, and the Shabazz Muhammad episode. <laughs> Happy Shabazz Muhammad episode! Yeah. Hey, this is cool though. Episode fifteen, man. Episode fifteen. That is that's that's a pretty cool number. So hey, that's halfway. That is halfway to our 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 thirty episode count yeah. and. I can't wait till we get to episode 91 where we could be like, Minigas Kuzmingasus from New York. He wears, you know, he wears jersey number 91. <laughs> that, that will be great. Yeah. Hey, there was some awesome stuff going on this week. Yeah. So, you know what? We're just going to, we're going to go right into it. We have to go right into it. There's no other option. So, we are going to go right into gameplay. So, 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 so we are going to go. So let me run down some of the games of the week. I'm going to run down some of the games quick, and then we're, we'll come back and hit on some highlights. So we are recording 11:27. So we're going to start with games from 11:20 Sunday, starting out with Indy Indy over OKC in OT. Chicago takes out the Lakers, 118-110. Uh, Sacramento, just incredible, takes out Toronto. 76ers, 76ers take out Miami. I think this is one of the like an interesting game, some interesting highlights. Washington over Phoenix, Boston over Minnesota. The Clips, the Clips take out Toronto in my game of the week. In my game of the week. But that only gets us to Tuesday, so we have a couple more. The Knicks, Knicks over Portland. I, I'm surprised that this wasn't a, an OT game. So <laughs> New Orleans, New Orleans over Atlanta, uh, Denver over Chicago, the Lakers over OKC in our in our live tweet of the week. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday was a fun, you know, fun day. One of my favorite drinking holidays. And there were some good games going on that night. Sure. The Grizz, the Grizz over, over the 76ers in double overtime. 
the Cavs over the Blazers in just an amazing game with some amazing highlights. We'll come back to that. The Toronto over Houston in a very close game. The Warriors. The Warriors come back and to destroy the Lakers in dramatic fashion on Wednesday. Um, a couple. There were a lot of games on Friday, so I'm just going to touch on a couple of them. Uh, the Hawks and Utah, and I'm highlighting this one for the wrong reasons, but oh, yeah. Atlanta decided that scoring wasn't a big deal in that this game. Analysis later. Analysis, but anyways, uh, Westbrook notches up a triple double in OKC's game on Friday. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte over New York uh, yesterday in, in a pretty interesting game, and then OKC just crushes the Pelicans uh, in last night's game. So, a lot, a lot, a lot going on. Um, let's kick it off from the Sunday games. Tons of ball. Tons and tons, tons and tons of ball. Of ball. on ball, actually. <laughs> so, Indy, Indy versus OKC. In, in the beginning of the season, this would have been, like, an easy Indy pick. I think so. As of right now, this, that was not an easy pick. Uh, furthermore, Paul George wasn't in the game. He was, he was sitting out due to back soreness or something. So, yeah. it was like... We picked. We both picked OKC for this game. Yeah, and it's like it's impossible to predict. You know, it definitely is impossible to predict. But Russell, you know, Russell Westbrook goes for a triple double again. I think he leads the league in triple doubles. I think he's surpassed as of now, surpassed LeBron James in like four hundred fewer games. Yes. in terms of total amount of triple doubles. Yes, I mean the dude is a machine, yeah. absolutely a machine. And we'll get to a couple of his better highlights in our stats of the week. In that, so Chicago over the Lakers. Did you did you watch this game? I did watch this game. Okay, can you? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I can. The only real point of elaboration I can add on is that Jimmy buckets went all off uh, first through third quarters, and then Isaiah Cannon kind of brought it in home. Okay, uh, Isaiah Cannon, some you know random bench scrub, but he threw it in. You know, seventeen points. Sure. Um, in one quarter, uh, one a quarter and a half, I think. Really? Wow. Yeah. So, I, so calling Isaiah Cannon to score seventeen points in a quarter—that's impossible. That should be like twenty to one odds or oh. fifty to one odds or something he's like that. He's not mentioned. He's in the deep, deep, deep <laughs> south of the. Of, <laughs> he's deep of bench, nearly D league. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, okay, so this next game, this Sacramento Toronto game, this is the one that the league botched, right? Completely. And so. What what was the final call okay. on this game? So it was it was a lot of shit that or sorry, it was a lot of stuff that yes. went down prior to this final play. Yes. The final play with like it should have been more than, you know, the the allotted time. Three, it was like three seconds or something like that, three point two seconds. Mm-hmm. It should have been more than that. DeMarcus Cousins, you know, deflects the ball and time should have started running right away, but it doesn't. It takes maybe <laughs> a half a second. So what? People make mistakes, right? Yeah. Human error. Yeah. Maybe some home crowd deliberate, like, you know, yeah. malfunction there. Terrence Ross picks the ball up and heaves it, you know, as like a fadeaway yeah. you know, Rex Chapman style shot and nails it. It would have been it would have been no controversy if he failed if he missed the shot. Yeah. It shouldn't have been controversial at all because he made the shot before the buzzer <laughs> went off. They should have played it in overtime. And here they are, like the replacement refs being like Let's make this a really big deal. Let's show let's show NBA what we're all, what we're made of. Uh, anytime you could bring up the replacement refs on on this podcast is a, is a beautiful day. So like So there's so, there's sort of oh two things that should have happened and the third thing happened. <laughs> the first the basket's good. The players are playing yeah. free basketball for everyone. Let the players <laughs> decide the game. It's kind of a serious note, though, and you're yeah. laughing, and it makes me like. No, smile. no. It, well, it's, it's kind of embarrassing for the NBA. No, it, it is embarrassing. I just like it's 
it's crazy. Like you expect the unexpected. Yeah. That's what that's what this NBA is doing. So, yeah. Some games. Yeah. Okay. The second thing should have happened was okay. So that would have been if baskets good played in overtime. The second thing should have been replay the play. Yeah. We screwed up. The person who's you know running the clock screwed up. Let's just replay the play. It would have been terrible for the psyche of Raptors and Six Nation. Yeah. But um, and Drake's everywhere. But you had to replay the play at least. That's the second, almost last resort. Yeah. The result was, oh shoot, we screwed up. Let's run the clock anyways, as if, as if hypothetically it actually happened in real life. Oh, and then the basket's no good because the timer would have been before wow. the shot was made. So, so, there's so now there's contention. And do you remember, like, way back in like 2004, 2005? I think this is when Shaq was in Miami or something like that. Okay. It was like some Heat um, Atlanta game, mm. some insanely stupid game. Why are we replaying this? Yeah. There's a controversial last three minutes of the game. The calls were completely off. Yeah. And Miami and Atlanta replayed that entire three minutes before their next game. Like, they replayed that game. That that three minute section, yeah, like three months later. <laughs> well, they they played it three months later. I did not know that. Yeah, so they played it three months later after this bout of contention, <laughs> the first time it's ever happened before, and it was you know against the same team. So it's like the fans got to see a game in three minutes. You know, why has that ever? Why has that happened before? That's the precedent. Yeah. Okay, so now we get to replay four point three seconds. <laughs> the next time these two teams, Sacramento and Toronto, which only meet twice a year, can we just have a segment called "Bout of Contention" where we have where we have the most controversial games of the year? Sure, why not? And and add up the total time that needs to be replayed. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it happens like over the course of the like the summer or something. <laughs> no days off. There are there are exactly. 21 and a half minutes to replay from this NBA season before you enter the playoffs. We got to get everyone in here. We, 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 we have a recount. And Teal Stein, whoever, you know, whoever can kind of, uh, you know, raise the money to replay right. these games. Yeah. Um, okay. So we get into, let's move into some of the analysis on the Monday games. I mean, so Sacramento won. And it's yeah. kind of crazy. Sac- Sacramento won. Dwayne so, Casey broke his, key, his uh, you know, his board and everything. Yeah. But Dude. so, sac- yeah. And we'll get into the analysis of Sacramento. There's far too much to talk about sure. for for this but on this Monday, section. On Monday, favorite games to watch of a, of two teams that I don't care too much about, but I'm slowly becoming a fan of one of them um, is the 76ers and Miami Heat. I know you don't really care about either team. No, no, I, I would but say this was an insane bout. I'm sorry to interrupt. This was an insane bout between Hassan Whiteside and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is on a minute restriction, and Hassan was like he played for like 40 minutes, and they had pretty much identical numbers. It was kind of awesome to see. In the limited minutes, you know, 32, three, 13, and 2, and 22, 5, and 3. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, Hassan won that bout. But it's fun to see things to come, you know? Yeah, and no. You, kind you, of two young bigs. And, you, you, are, you are becoming quite a Sixers fan. And, yeah. like, hey, that's all right. Embiid is impressing. So he's definitely impressing, and I, th- I think it's fair. Now, did, I'm kind of like an Indian in the cupboard fan <laughs> of the 76ers. You know, I'm not a closet fan. I'm an Indian in the cupboard <laughs> That just came out of nowhere. I really hope that that's the title of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Key as Indian in the cupboard. (laughs) Did you? Okay. I did not watch this game, so I did see this highlight line, or sorry, the um, the stat line on this. 
Did you actually watch this Washington Phoenix game? Watch the highlights of it. Okay. Okay. And I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit on it. Sure. Basically, John Wall had an abysmal game, even though his stats look insane. Yeah. He had an uh, awful game. Um, Beal carried this team to whatever the team is trying to be right now. Yeah. Forty-two points. Yeah. Bradley Beal. He's he's kind of trying to he's trending back to mm-hmm. you know top duos in the league right now with John Wall. Yep. But there's a weird weird synergy going on with them. Um, but John Wall dropped 18, 15 assists, you know, season high, 15 assists. Wow. Uh, four steals, three four, blocks. So 15 assists and four steals. Like incredible. He, he could, <laughs> I mean, if he was scoring, you know, let's yeah. say 33 and running out, like he could potentially run, run out. Like he, he could be top player in all cat oh. in all main categories. Tonight. Oh yeah. That's, that's wild because you'll, you'll, but you'll almost never see that because the steals guys are never in, unless you get LeBron to have like four steals, which never really ever happens. No, it never happens. Okay. On the flip side, <laughs> thirty for Devin Booker and twenty nine, um, nine and six for Eric Bledsoe, who's kind of also trending a little bit. Yeah. Um, lately. Um, the next game that we threw out here was Boston Minnesota. I specifically put this on here because there's a little bias of Minnesota, right? Yeah, of course. But we were blowing them out. We close to like 16, 17 point lead. We were blowing them out, and then. Out of nowhere, we decided to be like, "Let's what's basketball?" <laughs> and in the entire fourth quarter, we scored twelve points, but the entire first half of the first of the fourth quarter, we scored zero. Oh god! And then there's scrubs, you know, Terry Rosier, Rosier, and whatever the hell his name is, and other people were taking over the game. And why? Like, how do you score zero points in the first seven minutes of a quarter? I mean that's a, that, that's really an old man. We need to ask uh, oh, Mr. Yeah. Oman himself, Omer Oman Osic. His actual name now. That's hysterical. <laughs> hey, I uh, I did see. Man, I watched a Horford play in this game where he like got his own rebound and then like came back in for the dunk, and I'm like, oh my god! It was a power dunk too. Like, yeah, it was like a statement. Like, oh, it was the one that they took the lead on too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember that. I was so hurtful. <laughs> And there was uh, what was the other thing in this game? Oh, I don't know. There was there's a couple games. L- Levine is just flying. Like I, I mean, he's not running incredible stat lines, but he has like three three insane dunk nominees of the year going on right now. Like week, o- over yeah. over this week, we, like week five, you're just like I'm just gonna turn it up yeah, a notch. Yeah. So, um, okay. So the last game was that Lakers Toronto game. Uh, I think I watched a little Clippers, bit. Clippers. Or sorry, the the Clippers Toronto game, and the Clippers are still on fire, man. Just like just running it. So. Well, just a side note. This was the day after the controversial game. They had to play on the back end end of a back to back. Yeah. After that controversial call. Sure. To the, to go to Clippers and be like, "What's up?" And they put up a good fight. You know, like they could easily have just like swallowed. Yeah. And fell, you know, flat, but. Lowry with you know twenty seven and Demar Derozan twenty five is pretty good showing yeah. for the two and Derozan is is still kicking up those points so man he he just doesn't seem to fall it's just like right when you think he's about to fall he's still relevant still hanging oh, in yeah. there but yeah. he's still playing major minutes I think uh, with the Clippers scoring one hundred twenty three points a hundred points were scored by their big four wow yeah <laughs> wow um okay so let's move into some of the Tuesday games the next the next beat Portland almost goes to OT where the where Portland lives for games. Yes. Um, you know, Porzingis is kind of put up some monster numbers. Uh, both Rose and Mello throw up 35 in those games. I, not a lot of other stats from this game. The The Pelicans, the Pelicans are starting to win again and, like, really starting to 
reverse after uh, after Drew Holiday came back. So last week, I proposed the fact that they're still in play for the eighth seed, you know, for playoff contention. And yeah, and you kind of—I mean, I'm, I'm not—I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting you down here, but you kind of said no. Got to wait and see a little bit. I think we kind of we saw. You, you gave know? it one week. You gave it one week, and they're back. They did turn it around a little bit, and there is more parity. They're now. ahead of like most teams gunning for the eighth spot right now than they you know were last week, and um, yeah, they're beating it teams like Atlanta now. But I mean, Atlanta has Gucci Mane, so. <laughs> they won that game. <laughs> they won that game, and Gucci Mane got married or got engaged during that game. So, yeah. I mean, that's a big thing. Uh, Denver, uh, Denver over Chicago. Both Jimmy, uh, Jimmy and D Wade kind of go off in this game. I don't really have too many. Other, well, they go off, but but Denver actually ends up winning on this game. Exactly, that's the point. Like it was a balanced attack from. Denver, led by their rookie Jamal Murray off the off the bench. Yeah, their bench is one of the deepest benches in the league right now with Wilson Chandler, Kenneth Fareed. Kenneth Fareed is on the bench for some reason. Is is this the game where Kenneth Fareed had the monster block? Oh yeah, Kenneth Fareed like that was so good. Kenneth Fareed is on my short list of players I can't handle, but the oh, right. just person like I have a personal vendetta against him. Right. But as a player, like that block was incredible. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good as Joel, uh, Joel Embiid has a block this week that it's just nominee for like block of the year. He blocks a dunk. Oh yeah, <laughs> it just good, just incredible. Let's let's move to the the last game for Tuesday, and this was the Laker OKC game. I really really enjoyed watching this, this was game. Fun. Like for some reason, this ended up being a lot closer than I thought it was going to be, right. and so this this basically ends up being a potential nominee for like play of the year. Uh, just this in terms of game that we tweeted, by the way. Yeah, just in terms of what happens, and this is this is so funny though because I like shut it off in the fourth, but I'm like, oh, it's over. It, it it's over. It, it looked kind of over, and I was just like, I'm hungry. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna pay attention. And what what was I thinking? This sucker like this sucker goes to the very end. Swaggy P like ends up intercepting this ball at the end of the game, and then just like tossing it up, yeah. and he ends up making it. I'm like, just like. I think it was intended for like Ian Clark or no, something. Or, uh, or no, who? Lou Williams. Lou, oh, Lou Williams, of course. You know your your classic end of game shooter, Lou Williams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but a fun game, and it's it. You know what? I I don't uh, I don't think that OKC is out of it by any stretch of the imagination. They're they're playing competitive basketball. They're not going to be a top seed in the West. Not with not with what's happening with the Golden State. Golden State has won what eleven straight? Eleven, twelve straight, probably. Oh God. Yeah, they're they're coming into their own right now. They're trending for sure. I would say there is a lot of meat, a lot of subject on this game alone. Yes, kind of um, taking the excerpts out of all of that potential topic. Um, Swaggy P stole the last shot from Lou Williams, you know, and it was yeah. an amazing shot. There's an incredible quote that we have going on later on this on this topic. Yep. Um, there was no D'Angelo Russell, and so that's why this this game felt like it was going to be out of reach early for them. Sure. But they still crushed it with, you know, Jordan Clarkson going for 18 and whatever. Russell Westbrook had, you know, in a monster game, like 34, 35 points. Mm-hmm. He had, I think he had 17 or 18 in the fourth quarter alone. He just kind of took in matters in his own hands. Yeah. But is that a good thing? Like, it's obviously what we're expecting. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing kind of a decline in effort by their team now. We're seeing Steven Adams doing less. I've been watching this notably. We're mm-hmm. seeing Victor Olodipo doing less. We're seeing people like Anthony Morrow. It's Victor Steel Adipo. Steel Adipo, that's correct, yeah. <laughs> Continue. He stole, stole a depot. <laughs> stole a depot. <laughs> Continue on. Um, but he took 
the last like seven or eight minutes of the game mm-hmm. in his own hands. So like, why is he have? Why does he have four of the players on on the court? He never passed it. All he did was drive in lane or drive in, um, you know, take a, a long shot three or something like that. He scored eighteen. That's great. It's amazing that he did that in you know six to seven minutes. But he yeah. left his team out of the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, and, and I think I think that it works for some games. But obviously, if you're in the NBA, you know you want your shot at the ball as well. That type of play doesn't sit well with other teammates yeah. for an extended period of time. However. You do want somebody like that who can take charge. He just he needs to have more assists. He needs to have more just more plays for his teammates in that in that run up. Like I, it's not going to break down yet because they know that he, they know that he's the undisputed kind of leader on that team. But I over time that just I I do not think that it works anywhere. So it's not sustainable. They're going to lose. They're going to lose their energy and drive. Yep. But Victor Oladipo was quoted. Uh, Post game interview on this game, saying you know he was guarding three people on that last play. Mm-hmm. You know Westbrook was lost on that last play that Nick Young took that shot on. Yeah, you know he wasn't anywhere near the ball where he needed to be. He was guarding Nick Young. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And so Victor Oladipo kind of really showed and kind of exposed Westbrook a little bit in his interview, saying I was like guarding three people there. I, you know, and he was kind of very upset yeah. throughout his re- the rest of the interview, saying yeah he didn't get any looks. You know, yeah. Um, so let's let's move on to Wednesday. Wednesday has potentially what I think ended up being some of the best games of the week. Like hands down, I, I thought that you know I thought kind of going into it that that Clippers Toronto game would be pretty good. It it wasn't that bad, but this this Grizz game versus the Sixers going to double overtime, that's a pretty awesome game. You this uh, the Grizz are not. They're back in it, man. They're back in the middle of the conversation. I already think that they're the four seed. Yeah, they are the four seed. They started the season one and five. Yeah, they no, they are back in it, and Marcus Saul is leading that team. But you you have Conley showing up again, and it's just like these these guys are going to be in the discussion. Yep. And those, I mean, I don't know about Conley, but uh, um, Marcus Saul is definitely like he's. He deserves potentially a spot on the All Star team. The way that he's playing, hands down. And they're getting um, C Parsons back now, so we don't call him by his first name anymore. <laughs> C Parsons. C, C Parsons. <laughs> so they got some glue now. You know, they got some like solid offense, mm-hmm. and they just have that grindhouse mentality with Tony Allen on down. So, and they have Zach Randolph. You know, currently on indefinite leave, but um. You know, Zach Randolph off the bench has like been a gem for them. Oh yeah, like, that, like that's their identity. Right? Oh his, but his like turnaround jumper right now, just oh my it's god, money. oh my god! I was watching that, just like man, he was just just shake and bake. <laughs> the uh, the Cavs, the Cavs end up beating the Blazers in. They end up winning by like twelve or so. The highlight of this game is not not kind of like that play and the Blazers are not playing that bad against the Cavs the Cavs are just going off driven by Kevin Love Kevin Love scores 34 points goes eight for 10 from three and like nearly sets the NBA record which was originally held by uh um, Clay Thompson with 37 I believe last year just incredible like where where did this come from like it feels like Kevin Love is getting his mojo again man I good for Cleveland that's awesome. You know, I don't like, think I don't think sad. he could have said that with less emotion. So there's a little salt in that. But, um, I don't want them to repeat championships. You know, they actually look like the biggest contender right now, more so than Golden State. 
honestly. Well, they, they, they do. They do. But I, I, I contend it's like there are four teams at the top. Let, let, let's get into this after our moments because yeah. I, I, I actually have the, I have the full rankings. And let's talk, ah. let's talk about where people touché, are. Touché, let's touché. talk about where people are. Well, I'm right here live in Ballard. Live, just live, live in Ballard. Um, so Toronto versus Houston, I guess the one thing to highlight in this game is that Harden has as many turnovers as, as the Raptors. As as the Raptors do total? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he had 12 turnovers <laughs> by himself. The Raptors, if you look on it, had 12 turnovers total. Pretty funny. Pretty funny stuff. In- incredible. He was going for that quadruple double. Man. So, and then the, the Warriors versus the Lakers. This was not that the Lakers game from before in which they completely surprised the Warriors and ended up pulling off that, I think it was week two, week three. Yeah. Um, 85 points from Clay, Steph, and KD. Like, just distribution like across this team and man once they get going like 149 points in this game like, you know speaking of distribution 47 assists on 53 man few goals <laughs> that's, that's everything but six shots <laughs> and most of those six shots are probably transition that's that know? is wild that is wild uh so moving to the friday games th- those quick highlights were the the Hawks the Hawks basically forgot to score in this game and I think they lost like ninety something to sixty eight, dude sixty eight points in an NBA game right now that is lackluster. Throw that one away. Yeah. Um, Westbrook goes for a triple double. I think that was against the Nuggets, which a lot of people can do. And then uh, on the twenty sixth, uh, Charlotte. Charlotte edges New York, but like Frank Kaminsky goes off. Frank Kaminsky goes off for like eight points to like basically close out this game. Dang. I cannot predict that. Yeah. I absolutely cannot predict that. Um, and then white man can jump shot. Wait, <laughs> white man can. Where is? Damn it! I don't know what this other game is. OKC crushes Pelicans. I don't even. That's not even a game that's registered. I have now made up a game, everybody. So um, I, <laughs> we're going to continue on. Hey, man. All right. So let's just do kind of awesome moments of this week. We talked about a few highlights from these games. I think I think Kevin Love kind of tops it with 34. Like his performance, like that's that's a crazy performance. Like not something he's going to repeat, not something, you know, besides one of the elites are going to repeat. And even so, like yeah. – it has to be under optimal conditions. Um, Cleveland goes back-to-back this last week and has, like, 23-pointers a game. In back-to-back games. In back-to-back games, like the first time in NBA history. Yo, that J.R. Smith and Kevin Love combo is insane for them. Yeah. It, just <laughs> and just and just yesterday, I think uh, Kyrie goes – or no, just today, Kyrie goes for, like, 39-40, you know? So it's like, as we're recording it, they yep. have all these people that can just go off, and it's sad to say, really. <laughs> <laughs> Picking up Cleveland fans by the minute oh, here. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what we're all about. We're going to have to officially celebrate Black Friday to a greater extent next year yeah. if all teams are playing. Yo. 15 games. 15 games. This time next year, it's, up on the big screen. It's going to happen. Everybody, I purchased a home projection screen, 106 inches, that will show all 15 games. I'm going to get it so – but 100, 106 inches, I can literally have four games playing at once. I mean, I feel like... We'll, we'll hack League Pass and we'll get six, We'll get all 15 on one just screen. Just all 15 games. And I, I foresee us drinking cider. Uh, yes, potentially mm-hmm. a lot of cider. Mm-hmm. Um, Carmelo ends up having that game winner. I thought that was a really awesome moment. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the Lakers, Lakers and Swaggy P's moment. 
Uh, Levine's dunk over Alex Len. Just, in the record books for just like, insane. Dunk, he just dunk of the year nominee for d- sure. Dunk of the year nominee. Wiggins dunk over over McGee yesterday is just like I I had to throw my uh, Wiggins jersey on. It was just insane, yeah. Yeah. just insane. Uh, you know what? With all those awesome moments, though, there were a few terrible oh, moments. Oh. And let's uh, let's kick it up with a couple of the old mans. Amir Johnson, you you've been named to the old mans. You have a you have a table seat back in the corner. Yeah. Pau Gasol, an unlikely O-Man nominee, is, uh, he, he came to visit us just a few days ago. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> hola, hola. Uh, let me see. Uh, I think those were, those were definitely the two. An O-Man's nominee for a complete team uh, is definitely the Rockets throwing up 53s. Uh, three-point attempts. Three-point attempts in a game this Making week. Making what, like 10 or 12? Uh, yeah, just something mm-hmm. abysmal, under like 20% or something like that. Um, fifty. Yes, it it was like three pointers were just raining this week. Like everyone is just like, we're we're gonna stop playing inside the you know inside the perimeter, yeah. but like only beyond the arc and like everything. It's like the hot lava game where you like oh, yeah. you, you can't touch. It's like the post Thanksgiving itis. Like, they don't want to complete the play. They just want to like throw out their. Yeah. I do like. I'm I'm giving. Uh, what is it, Tyler? Is it Tyler or Cody Zeller? Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller. Uh, against Porzingis, Porzingis just stuffed the shit out of him, absolute shit out of him. And I guess you couldn't say stuff the stuff. And the <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that. Uh, okay. All right. So we, we we're going to your newly named segment here, Star Boys and Kid Cuddies. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. That's not a. If, a you it's know, not got, offensive. Got, it's it's relevant. I got I you know I got heat for it last week. You know <laughs> when I called it the rising stars and falling hards. And yeah. He's like, you can't call it the falling hards. It doesn't make any sense. It's like the Miami Heat. You yeah. Like, so it's like, all right, the Kid Cuddies and the Star Boys, because you know, and the Star Boys for get the a little rap game in here. I, I like it. I like it. So l- let's go to the pluses first. So people people who've been raising raising their profile over the last week. You know what? Anthony Davis just goes back to Hulk mode, man. I, you know, I wouldn't have taken him out of this conversation as like, as a prolific performer, but he is just raising his level and just showing off his performance and winning games. Yeah, man. That's, I think that's completely important, but you have, you have a couple of other additions that maybe people wouldn't uh, someone someone not on this, on this list. list is kevin durant for some reason i decided let's let's throw this on, on throw him on here yeah because of his defense yeah he recorded like six or seven blocks against minnesota last sure. night and he's had an amazing presence as a four for this team that's slowly finding himself he was guarding carl anthony towns in the paint and winning he was making him for forcing him to make bad shots yep that's insane in my opinion i never saw that coming personally yeah Bradley Beal's on the come up because of his monster forty-two point game. He's consistently yeah. at 25, 29 now. Um, you know, this past week, so you got to throw him up there. Yep. Eric Bledsoe, you know, like kind of out of nowhere because they have Brandon Knight, Devin Booker, kind of taking the reins, and Eric Bledsoe is I like trying that. to find his own way as a Kentucky, you know, five some apparently in, in Phoenix. <laughs> um, but he's he's taken over. You know, he's a very capable twenty-five point scorer now. Um, good for him. Uh, unsung hero in the past couple games for Golden State because they've been missing Draymond Green. They have Zaza Pachulia, who's done. He is not capable anymore. David West, who can't play minutes, is JaVale McGee. 
They're playing him in like 10, 15 minutes spurts. They obviously miss people that they've left. They've let go of Bogut, Izzy Lee, and uh, Spates. Yeah. And he's kind of filling the void in a little bit. You know, like, take it for what it is. It's JaVale McGee. Yeah. But he's doing what he needs to do. He's rim running really well, easy dunks, making some monster plays defensively. That's what I threw. That's why I threw him on here. And uh, one of my final ones that I threw in here, I know that you put a couple in here too, but Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray was the pick that I wish the Wolves got Yep. before Chris Dunn was the pick. Wow. I told you this, and it's recorded yes, on the podcast. Yes, it's recorded. Well, you can go back to it. What episode do you think it's in? It's it was in the our, rookie episode. It's our rookie episode? Oh, okay. shoot. It's the rookie episode that never made it, right? Uh, we, we might be able to. Uh, no, that's the one that completely botched. Yeah. So, uh, well, anyways, it's recorded somewhere in the deep, deep archives <laughs> that I said, you know, Jamal Murray looks like a, a stout player. Yep. Um, only on the offensive end, by the way. He is a turnstile on defense. Yeah. But I, uh, I he's, put, he's going off for okay. like 27, 24, 23. He's a rookie. Yeah. You know, in a rookie class that's actually really weak right now. Yep. Like stupid weak. We have Tim Frazier from, from New Orleans leading the way and Joel Embiid from the West and the yeah. East. Like those are our two rookies. Yeah, Tim Frazier, who's Joel, like Joel Embiid is like just far and above. But just, he's only playing 24, 25 minutes a game. So like this is a really weak draft class. Well, right now. Yeah. Right now. I know, I know. But, um, and it's nice to see Jamal Murray coming up, you know? No, definitely. And then you threw up Giannis, which I, I think is awesome. I, I threw up Giannis because he oh, Giannis, is yeah. Giannis and whatever. He's completely in the conversation, like day in, day out. Now I do subscribe to all 30 teams on Facebook, so I'm watching all of the highlights, but the, the numbers that he's putting up are pretty awesome compared to what he was doing last year. So I think he's he's in the conversation, getting better, getting to be like Call him a top forty player. I don't know. I top thirty player maybe. I would say like top twenty already. I don't know if I call him a top twenty player. He's he's a top thirty player probably. In my, okay, well in my top twenty, we'll bust it out. You know, someday we'll <laughs> we'll put in your t- top thirty, and I'll I'll beat you with my top twenty. <laughs> All right. Well, and we're gonna make my top. 20. We're gonna we're gonna wait a couple weeks before we do the do the highly contested top twenty vote. All right. So you kind of led the charge on the uh, Kid Cuddies. Um, <laughs> the kid gutties, if you will, or the decliners for the last week, and uh, can you, yeah, we'll, kind of point out a few. Let's of them. start with um, Man Bun himself, Joakim Noah. Man, Ugh. what happened to this guy? He I, had a couple bad surgeries, a couple bad injuries. Yep, and he hasn't recovered. No, he's literally playing probably next to six minutes a game, three minutes a half. Three minutes a half. Quoted by Jeff Hornacek that you xed out in our in our. <laughs> quotables you know he feels like he's out of gas after three minutes like he's out of gas after three minutes you have to sit him out yeah i i remember being like this guy is not what they think he is as advertised (laughs) and he's not and um i just want to put him in his place you know welcome to the kid cuddies (laughs) oh my god um so i I, i'll throw a couple yeah uh uh, just wiggins and dunn yeah um wiggins started the season really hot yeah and he's Coming, I guess, coming back to earth, but he's coming back to earth in a really bad way. Like th- three for 21, two for 19, uh, some massive uh. lowlights. And Chris Dunn just, he's a rookie that everyone thought he's going to be the rookie of the year. You remember? Like, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I think and he was my pick. So, And he's playing less than 10 minutes a game. Uh, not good. Not good. Probably going to lose that one. Uh, I did have one pick on here, and I don't know if this is a, a an agreed to nominee, oh, but it's okay. I watched. Uh, what is Andre it? Robertson. Andre Robertson play, and I've watched him shoot from the arc and just 
it's it's atrocious. He he is a a, def, a better defensive player than he is an offensive weapon. So I I don't know, but I I no, just like you're right, dude. I could not handle watching him on offense. He's so, so bad that they don't put him back in. Yeah, like he's there to guard the Kevin Durant's and the LeBron Jameses of the league. Yeah, and they don't bring him in. They brand they would rather have Anthony Morrow. Or this other random <laughs> scrub, <laughs> Abrinus or something. Yeah. His name is. And who was your? Uh... My last one I just threw up there was Trey Burke. Trey Burke we used to play for Utah. Got traded to Washington as the backup okay. to John Wall. Oh yeah. He was gonna actually. He sound. It sounded like a good move, honestly. Okay. But he is probably last in the league in net rating. Like my, Like put it into comparison. <laughs> JJ Redick is horrible on defense, and that's a plain fact. <laughs> he is horrible on defense. Yeah, he is a net rating of plus twenty two. Okay. Yes, that's that's not bad. That means that your offensive production is minus your defensive production is equal to like twenty two point nine points or something stupid like that. Whatever that that rating is, that's sure. what they do. Sure. Trey Burke is negative twenty two <laughs> for whatever reason, and he's the bench player. You know, and yeah. he's actually so bad that they only play him in scrub minutes, <laughs> and he's that bad. Wow! So I put him in the Kikuddies because <laughs> he needs a place. You know, he needs something. He needs to, to, he needs a place. He needs and a, he's somewhere to be feeling home. Gonna you know, continue to clean out the cellar down there. And so. Thanksgiving Day is all about you know feeling like coming back to home, feeling the family. Like <laughs> he needs a family. He needs a home. You know? <laughs> Here's Kikuddies. your regular seat at the old man's club. So unbelievable. Hey, so we're gonna. I want to go into this a little bit for for this week because we haven't really talked about standings over the last couple episodes. Yeah. So I, let me just run through these standings and then talk about some surprises, um, some other kind of thoughts around around what's happened. So here's kind of rankings as of this morning, uh, as of 11.27. So, so this is starting in the East, Cleveland at one, Atlanta at two, Toronto at three, Chicago at four, Boston at five, Charlotte at six, uh, the Knicks at seven, and Indy at eight. You know, I have to be honest, the surprise is Atlanta, for sure. Absolutely, the surprise is Atlanta. Um, oh, and the other spectrum, Indiana is a surprise for me. But I think the three of us got all eight teams correct. <laughs> I mean, we, we yeah. had to come up, you know. Like, these eight teams are kind of where they're going to be. Yeah. There might be this random Detroit um, or um, Washington if they figure it out. No. Probably not. No. But it's probably going to be Detroit at, like, the ninth seed, you know? Yeah. So I think I had, I think I had Cleveland, Toronto, and then who did I have at three? I, I think th- you'd like Boston. Boston or Chicago, one of the yeah, two. Yeah, um, yeah I, I definitely am shocked by Atlanta here. And Boston well, Boston and Chicago are not that surprising. I mean, this this obviously is early rankings. I think two through four have exactly the same record. So Atlanta, Toronto, and Chicago. So Yeah, I mean, well, five weeks in is five weeks in. It's not bad. It's going to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, it's kind of fun that we've kind of did that prediction and it's kind of – it's Yeah, it's, it's kind of coming to fruition. Okay, so let's let me run through the West. So the West starts with Golden State at one, the Clippers at two, uh, the Spurs at three, Memphis at four, Houston at five, OKC at six, Utah at seven, and Portland at eight. Yeah. Um, some teams that are trending downward are Portland and OKC, and some teams that are trending upward are Memphis and Utah. And I would say Memphis, Utah, and the Clips. I, the I Clips, thought yeah. I thought the Clips. I don't think any of us had the clips at two. Did any of us have the clips I at did. two? You have the clips at two? Yeah. All right, I gotta go back and I gotta well, go. That was my that was my oh shoot, like he dropped a bomb. Um I you guys both put Spurs and I dropped the Clippers because I had 
CP3 winning MVP and all that crap. So it's it's close. It's yeah. it's definitely close in terms of the the record there. But yeah, I could see a lot of swapping over the course of the season between two and three. But Golden State, the way that they're playing right now, they are just off and running. Um, oh yeah, Memf- I think they're on pace for 72 wins. Uh-huh. Which is gonna be so crazy because well, yeah, and, and that's, that's what you the, predicted, and that's the thing that I thought. Well, I I did think that they were gonna win a, a ton of games, yeah. um, but it's gonna come up as a surprise because you're like, oh man, you won like ten straight, then maybe you lost one, yeah. and then you you know then you just keep winning, and they're just like that's what's happening right now. Right. Um, yeah, Memphis is definitely higher than I thought they would be. Houston, well, I, I don't think either of us had them in the playoffs. I don't, I, I don't think we had, I don't think we had Memphis, and I, I had Utah. I think I had Utah. At, we, oh, we all had Utah. Yeah, I, I might have had Utah at seven. I, I definitely had Portland towards the bottom, uh, towards the bottom, which I don't know. Interesting. Well, you know, the one team that I had in was Minnesota, and the one team that I had out was Memphis. So. Five weeks in is five weeks in. I still hope that it happens. It's just yeah, like, uh, it's probably not. Minnesota making this list is getting harder and harder and harder. Yeah, by the day. Um, okay, so we're going to come right back with the give and go. The give and go. <laughs> <laughs> we are back. Hey, what's good, fellas? What's oh, that? man, what an answer. The only answer to this question, not even the correct one, the only one, is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell Westbrook. I'm doing how Harlem Globe try to share around my body spinning on my finger right now. The second candidate is the grand Yep, I am ready for the first installment of The Give and Go. Here at Riding the Pie, we just keep throwing at new oh, segments, oh, new installments. New, new segments. So with MTG being gone, we, we can't do a proper three-man weave, but we can do the give and go, which only, which, which only takes two. It just takes it two. It just takes two. <laughs> All right. So you know what? We're just going to throw out some random stuff and see where this goes. Okay. All right, Guy. First, I want first I want to create a new stat, but it's kind of like a social media, just to kind of you know, praise the the meta of basketball, the meta world piece, the meta of world basketball? piece of basketball. <laughs> but it starts with a true fact, a true statement. Yep. There is one active player. I want you to name this player. It's kind of like a, a test of your knowledge. One active player in the league that has more steals and professional fouls. That's crazy, right? <laughs> he has more steals than, than fouls? Professional fouls. Than personal fouls. Six hundred as of today, six hundred and five steals, six hundred and two personal fouls. I'll give you a hint. And this is a big hint. <laughs> okay. He has a Twitter page account. Okay. He has a grand total of four tweets. <laughs> and he has Followed, and he's following. Yes, a grand total of six people. <laughs> one, including one Jamal Crawford. So one of six is Jamal Crawford. He has four tweets. One hundred twenty-three thousand people. You know, whatever. He's fo- He's being followed by a lot of people. One hundred twenty-three thousand people. But he has more steals than fouls. Who is this guy? Man, more. St- Followed by Jamal Crawford. Yeah, it might also throw you off too. I, I actually, that like, that definitely threw me off. And uh, I know you're thinking Clippers right now. I I'm 
Yeah, it might. And he's not on the Clippers. He's in the West, so that might have been a, that might have been a hint. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I, so I here's another hint. I, Do you know who that is? <laughs> Do you know who that is? He's, you don't know who that is. I don't. Listeners at home, look at this. Listeners at home, look at this. Oh, that's not gonna work. My hand is in the air. <laughs> I I don't I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. One Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) Wow. Kawhi Leonard. Six followers. He follows H E B, the Spurs, some random other network. (laughs) Jamal Crawford. He's had four tweets. This is digging deep for one about Barack. One about handing him a signed basketball to Barack Obama. Yeah. One about accepting the Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. And then two other just random things like follow us for. Oh, he has one tweet. You should see this. He has one tweet about a Kawhi Leonard, like those boards that, you know, kind of hoverboards or whatever they're called. Yep. You think I'm making this up? He has four fucking tweets, and one of them's about a hoverboard that's Kawhi Leonard sponsored. Hey, man, you, you found this. I, I completely trust you on this. I want a stat in my advanced stats, in my, in my <laughs> advanced knowledge brethren yeah out there that actually get paid for a living to create stats like this okay i have a stat i i believe that i have a stat category since from now or from black friday to christmas yeah we're going to use the rakeem christmas player efficiency the rakeem christmas player efficiency rating okay rakeem christmas is one of the worst player efficiency ratings in the entire league so the player with the worst rating between black friday and christmas is going to get this he's going to be rakeemed he's going to be rakeemed and going to get this stat man you don't want to be rakeemed but you know this is going to be like a twitter to personal foul to steal ratio <laughs> twitter to personal foul the twitter ratio i love that ratio i love that ratio it just has to come out and the twitter actually has no purpose <laughs> he's the only player in the nba who has 602 605 steals to 602 personal fouls he has more steals than fouls which is incredible yeah but we just got to add that extra layer cuz we're deep but you know we're deep in this deep 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 we're pine riding over here wow Wow. So you got to throw that out there. So Kawhi Leonard. All right. So for the give and go, let's revisit. Let's revisit all-star nominees. Not all-star nominees. Let's revisit MVP nominees this week. MVP nominees this week just because there are some interesting things occurring. Okay. If you were to... Name your top five, top five MVP candidates as of the twenty seventh. Okay, uh, in no particular order because if you know me, I don't like ordering things. <laughs> I have Taj Gibson way down there, and then I just draw lines. <laughs> as just, you remember from last week, just <laughs> incredible. Um, and I, I leave and I omit Blake Griffin from my list, but in terms of my top five. No particular order. Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, whoa, DeMar DeRozan. Wow. This season. And I'm leaving James Harden out. And I, why did I leave James Harden out? 
taking Blake Griffin out, putting James Harden in. See, wow. Doing it live in battle. Wow. In top wow. Five. I love Unedited, this. Unedited, unscripted. I love this. All right. I'm going to drop my top five right now. Okay. Russell Westbrook. I, I don't know. He, he didn't make your He's list. He's there. He's there. Okay. Westbrook, LeBron, DeRozan, uh, Chris Paul, and who's number five? Who will be number five? I will throw Kevin Durant, oh number five. You're wearing his jersey or his former jersey. I'm wearing his former jersey. Yo, I'm, you I put just, Chris Paul in there, and uh, I have him winning MVP, and I didn't throw him in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that, amazing that, that may, is. That may be a part of errors and omissions, but, you know, that's all right. It's, it's making the cut here, but... Um, <laughs> CP3, if you look at his stats, okay, it doesn't look like MVP-like numbers, but he is the clear and obvious favorite for MVP out of the Clippers, and they're doing wonders right now. Yes, right? yes. I initially threw Blake Griffin in there because he's been the one who's been scoring the points and everything. Sure. you got to throw someone on there from that team. Yep, not but DeAndre like, Jordan. It, you know, you gotta put in, you got to put in James Harden because he's putting like video game-like numbers and turnovers. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to get it. I don't know if they're going to go high enough for him to be in this conversation. But, but then but, you just threw in Russell Westbrook because you're number one. But Russell Westbrook is is just going, well, fair. I, I get I get the argument, but he's also putting up triple doubles like they're easy. So it's just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Other other thoughts for the give and go? Yeah, okay. Hmm. Portland, this is a researched stat. Okay. Their team salary, their team salary for cap purposes. Sure. Is at $112 million and 800 whatever. Okay. The team salary for tax purposes is 113000 and 260 whatever. 113 So they are yep. 26, the amount, the amount that they are below the tax mm-hmm. is $26,000. Whoa. It's like half, you know, like. A little bit more than half my salary. All right. They can't do anything with that amount of money. Mm-hmm. They can't even hire. They can't even. They couldn't sign someone for a ten-day contract with that amount of money. But they got to. They're going to start making moves here. Listen shortly. to this. And I just listed. And I just. I'm naming three teams. Okay. Atlanta has a payroll of ninety-nine million, whatever, and their salary cap is ninety-four million. So they're five million over. So they're, are they paying a luxury tax They're already? paying a luxury tax. They're five over, so they have no cap space. Right wow. Okay. My final one is Dallas. This is not a bubble team. This is a team that's way yep. out of contention. Yep. Dirk just came back. Why did he just come back? He should have just sat this whole year out. Yeah. He just came back and threw up a stinker. Their team salary cap was $110 million and change. You know, nine, uh, $111 million, we'll say. And their team... Salary expectations for tax purposes was 112 million, which means it's a 570 thousand dollar difference. Mm-hmm. So for 570 thousand dollars, you can play Ray Allen for two games. You know, like that's how you can that's how you can evaluate that amount of money. You, yeah. They have no room. Yeah. For anything. Wow. And so, they're the bottom team, you know, in the West. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, my my three my give and go question is. Even though Portland's in the playoffs, even though Atlanta's 
in the second seed currently. Yeah. Paying luxury tax. There's like very limited, and Dallas being the lowest team of the seed right now in the, in the league. In the league. Should all three teams blow it up? Wow. Wow. There's no room to grow except for internally. I and th- Atlanta has yeah. to pay the luxury tax. And so next yeah. year, with the same roster, they have to pay the luxury tax. tax. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's clear that Portland is going to change. They will be changing things. I think they will blow it up. I, I think big things big things have to happen for them. Um, I think that they still make Lillard the focal point of the organization, but I don't know if they're going to have Lillard and McCollum. Well, I mean that's my, you know, my like my that's my long-standing biased bet that they that they actually split them up. Yeah, I don't want them to. I really like Portland as they're kind of a fun team. They're kind of unique. Sure, but um, this question is hard for me to answer, and I threw it out there just because it's kind of a thick subject. But um, Golden State Warriors are probably the favorite to win the championship. The Cleveland Cavaliers are probably ch- favorites to win the championship, you know, from either conference. Yeah. Is it morally okay to be competitive and just kind of get to the playoffs and that's it and call it a done deal? Is it okay to kind of just be competitive and get to like 35, 40 wins and be okay with it and be, you know? Or is it kind of the mentality, and this is kind of changing subjects now from should they blow it up to, is there only two ways of playing the NBA? To win the championship or to blow it up? To that, look for that, that first seed? Yeah. To get that top top seed to be a championship contender or to get the first pick in the draft? If It feels like the, the current NBA that those kind of are the options. To play with extended mediocrity like the T-Wolves is, is dangerous. Yeah. And, and, you know, they have kind of bottomed out and – They've been the recipient of a lot of good players, Wiggins, Towns, et cetera, et cetera, done. Well, yet to be determined, undone. Um, but, I mean, that is that is kind of what's happening. Now, that's – but it's a dangerous precedent to, like, right. to only have two options, to right. basically be a Boolean choice. To like, hey, either you're very, very good and you stay very, very good – or you're at the bottom and you continue to grow and get better. But being mediocre keeps you mediocre for potentially long, long, long periods of time. So, yeah, I think you raise an interesting point. Let me let me address one other, the two other questions that you raised there. One with Atlanta. I think that Atlanta will blow it. They're not going to want to pay that luxury tax. I think they're going to. I mean, they are paying it, but. They, I don't think that franchise can afford to pay that luxury tax for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So we will see that team kind of blow up, which could make for some interesting moves throughout the NBA. Obviously, Dallas is in need of some players, so we could right. we could see where where people go. Dallas is a very interesting case. Like they they have only won two games this season. You know, Dirk's been out. Dirk's just coming back. I don't. They're just they're playing so horrifically, and like even the coaches basically saying how bad they're playing, that I don't I don't think they have any choice but to tank. But for the sake of their fans, they have to. I don't know. They need to pursue something sooner than later to at least like, at least 
make the games closer. My they God. Max money in Harrison Barnes and Max money in Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews, I don't mind, but yeah. Harrison Barnes. Max money in Harrison Barnes is absurd. They I, I screwed just, up. They screwed up their future for that. I just I, I think it's it was too much. He's he's a good player. He's not a max money player. Yeah. And the thing that the thing that I've been kind of listening to a lot is just that and and what you alluded to in your uh in your kind of financial piece there is that the money that was apparent in in this last off season is not necessarily the money that's going to be available like right. like people teams will have money to spend on players given the size of the TV contract however however that being said not all of these teams have that space and have that have that maneuvering that they did last year. Right. So you you will see teams like this that are vi- going to be very, very tight just in terms of what they're able to do. Um, you know what? What I think this eventually leads to, back to your point, are there only two options? I think right now, today, there in 2016, there are only two options. Yeah. I will think, I think that you see a greater proliferation of the D-League and the talent from the D-League emerge as a result of this. Because Hell essentially yeah. it says we need to get talent, but we need to get it cheaper. We want to grow it in-house. We want to like we want to push those players to our teams. And you will see a greater emphasis in that, same thing as they do in baseball, to get to get talent to to build it up, but to give it to give those players time. And if they give players time and and that coaching, they're able to get them a lot cheaper, at least in the beginning. Yeah, and then who knows what we see? We see Sean Kilpatrick. We see, you know, Tyler uh, Johnson. Yep. We see these randoms, you know, what would be scrubs, kind of make a make a statement game or make a game or name for themselves, and then they're part of the NBA, you know, circle and family. I think it's pretty interesting. It's a really deep topic, in my opinion, but we can save it for, you know um, – something down the road we can bring it up again sure but remember i said this earlier um cleveland's starting five has more money in the starting five they're already over the salary cap and they're starting five yes and it's more money than the entire golden state warriors team mm-hmm. wow it's just like putting that in the, <laughs> in the picture like yeah that's what you need to do to compete to be a championship contender and those are the two contenders you know yeah crazy money right now absolutely incredible hey yeah, I think that that is a very, very interesting topic, and that I think that concludes our give and go this week. We're going to turn our attention to this week in basketball. Where we're going to take on some a little bit of league activity. And there are some interesting stories in league activity this week. Um, I want to kind of kick it, kick it off with Kevin Martin announces his retirement for the week. Kind of thoughts and opinion on the on the Kevin Martin retirement? Not really. I think um, the only thing that I really wanted to say is that uh, his style of play was very unique. His shot form was very unique, and he played he played balls to the wall offensively for Houston and Sacramento. I remember his Sacramento days being insane. Those teams were incredible. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. But. He's kind of bounced around the league a little bit. He went from the OKC. He was the one who was traded from Houston to OKC for James Harden. He didn't pan out in OKC. He was so surprised that he did, they didn't pan out that he went to Minnesota. 
to go back to Rick Adelman. And then Rick Adelman left. He left. He went to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. He couldn't find you know success there. He retires. He retires kind of early, too. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't see playing time in San Antonio. So is, did he actually retire as of that game? Or is he... He's officially retired, right? He's like, re- he's officially retired. Yeah. I didn't I I didn't see the full announcement. If you oh, were. I believe the goal, uh, Kevin Martin was either bought out or he never got an opportunity to get another salary with okay. San Antonio. Okay. Um, um but he's kind he's just kind of a he's a journeyman and yeah. in the NBA and kind of has his he has his time doesn't really doesn't really pan out exceptionally, but yeah. he does play for an extended period. So yeah, I just remember how the refs had to ref him because he was so unique as a shot, as a shot maker. Yeah, he would kind of flail a little bit more than or more <laughs> extravagantly than others, and he has a really weird, you know, left shot put shot, and it's off. It's from his from his chest almost. Yeah, and he can get clipped from his hand easily. So. They had to kind of wonder how to ref him. And I remember in his early years, he'd be going to the line 15, 16 times a game. Wow. And then they kind of like put an end to that. Yeah. But I just remember how they had to change refing because of this player. They had to change refing a few times. One from Shaq being in the league. Yep. And, if, and Kevin Martin. You know, like it's kind of strange <laughs> that, that that dichotomy. But yeah, those are the two. Well, there's m- multiple more, but I'm just saying yeah. like, that's just. Yeah. So those are my quick thoughts on Kevin Martin retiring. Uh, great for him, honestly, and he gets the insurance. <laughs> um, I, I want to talk about a couple bigger announcements. So Adam Silver, I, you know, I think he's one of the best commissioners in all of sports. We'll keep saying it. Um, he comes out with an interesting announcement about resting players at home versus resting them on the road because I can't believe that this is news. This is amazing. Um, it's it, it it's news. I kind of dug into it and found it, but. I kind of like that about resting players at home because it's basically the notion that if the players are at home, at least the fans get to see those players. And it's the notion if they're on the road, those fans wait a long time, potentially like buy tickets way ahead of time to go see those players. So I do like that. I do like that being a fan. Um, Oh, yeah. I would hate to spend the money to go travel for a game specifically to see LeBron and he rests. Yeah, because... like I didn't get to see Kobe play in 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 Minnesota. He was resting on the, I think he was resting or he, he might have just been injured too. Yeah, but yeah. like I I can't remember exactly what happened. But yeah, I th- I think it's a good kind of policy. Obviously, he, what is Adam Silver saying? What is he saying? What is he saying? Um, what is he? Sorry. Yeah, what is he saying? Like you said that he can they can only rest. No, they no. He's recommending he he is essentially recommending that teams rest their rest their star players, especially at home versus on the road. However, there's no official rules to this. Um, and it's kind of, it obviously is still a case by case basis, but I do like, I do like the recommendation, if you will, just because of, of what it means for the fans. Well, shucks. I was hoping that there was some sort of like clause being like must, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't yeah. think you can demand that. From no, those teams. it's, it's pretty hard to kind of demand that fully. So, yeah. Uh, we can discuss it more in the next episode for sure. Um, I thought this was a this is a pretty cool thing, and there's so many kind of ramifications for this next story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Detroit Pistons are moving from 
what is it? Ann Arbor, Michigan. An, from Ann Arbor or uh, no Auburn Hills. Auburn Hills, sorry, yes. From Auburn Hills to downtown. Yeah. But a couple things happen. One, all NBA teams are now downtown. Yeah. In the United States, as well as uh, Detroit is the only city to have all all four professional franchises that those being um, basketball, football, baseball, and, and hockey, and hockey, all within their central kind of downtown city yeah. core area, which is, as a fan, very convenient. But like yeah. from a scheduling standpoint, <laughs> imagine the person who has to yeah. schedule all that oh, and kind yeah. of put that all the together. traffic controllers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one other quick announcement in league activity. Jimmy Butler was named named player player of the week for the East. Anthony Davis was named player of the week for the West. Mm-hmm. I think both are deserving. I didn't I didn't kind of see the Jimmy Butler one coming as much as mm-hmm. as yeah, much as Davis. potentially Davis. Yeah. yeah. So um okay, just real quick through player activity. I, I keep this going. I keep this going because we will heat back up again in the trades. Uh, but just a couple quick things. Uh, trades and movement, it's basically we're in the midst of the season, so not a lot of changes are going on. Basically, D-League call-ups, and you're going to have to go to the Internet to look up those guys' names. <laughs> um, injuries. There, there were a couple really – there were a couple big injuries, and there were a couple kind of scary injuries this week. Uh, Clark and Green collided in that Friday game, uh, which, which was – not, the Lakers game. Yeah, in the, in the Lakers game for uh, Golden State. Yeah. Uh, that was not a good thing. Um, Reggie Jackson, so talking about injuries, talking about people coming back from injuries, Reggie Jackson is very close to coming back for Detroit. Um, George George and Miles are still out in Indy. Russell is out until the 7th, so he should be back in time to make an appearance on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Parsons, we talked about Parsons earlier. T.J. Warren, who was actually having a fairly decent early part of the season, is Surprising, out. Yeah. Um, so, Channing Fry, Channing Fry, and Zach Randolph are out. And main reason why is because of uh, grievance leave. Uh, they're both their mothers passed away. Okay. Uh, over Thanksgiving, so they're sure. just on indefinite leave to you know. Yep. To be with their family, and that's amazing that you know Cleveland and Memphis are letting them do that. Yeah. A uh, couple quick hits on suspensions, fines. I keep watching this for for ejections and uh, like uh, suspensions, just mm-hmm. to talk about that. It's basically text, and it's it's all kind of random. However, there's a stat on the site that I found that says Sacramento is just absolutely leaning everybody else in terms of total fines. <laughs> They're up by like a hundred and seventy thousand dollars above the nearest competitor, which is OKC. You know what the NBA needs to do instead of giving it to charity? Give it back to the fans. They gotta spread the money back just, to the fans. Just, just get it give That's it That's a charity right there. Just give it back to the fans. I think uh I think uh Steve Kerr ended up getting a fairly decent uh fine though for some of his color commentary. Good uh for him. But interesting. Uh, but not a whole lot there. Moving on to moving on to lighter news. I I keep seeing this report and we'll tweet it out. Uh, basically talking about how the Kentucky Wildcats players are basically on a hodgepodge of losing teams. Oh yeah. So and it's obvious most of the Wildcat players are very highly drafted, but yeah. they continue to be on just like sputtering teams. <laughs> so. I'll I'll point to that in a link. I also found a stat today that says California 
is now the leading state for NBA players um, with 46 NBA players. It's like, uh, I think Texas was number two with like 23. Whoa. Um, I I would have thought it would be New York, but. No, no, I, they're, they're in the, they're in the short list, but they're, they're not near the top. Um, in, in further lighter news, I thought this story was great that the NBA and, and teachers across the U S were basically saying, why can't we integrate players into the questions, into our math questions to get students more involved? So they're basically like writing test questions with like free throw percentages from oh J- from like Harden or like number of three pointers from Steph Curry or something like that. Like literally players names are infused into the math questions that that uh, kids are getting now. Funny and side I, note, one of my first jobs was a test taker um, yeah. to make sure that these tests for like third to fourth to fifth graders were applicable for them. As a senior in high school, I was taking three third grade tests. <laughs> I fell asleep when I got canned. I fell asleep taking these tests. Yeah, because they were so boring. Yeah, I really would have loved to have seen the question to get my you know my juices <laughs> going, you know, get my you know my cape so I can continue the day. You know, um, in in lighter news, in lighter news, and we we referred to this a little bit the Gucci Mane getting married and like basically stopping the uh, the Hawks game. I thought that was that was a pretty funny thing, but it's it's Gucci Mane is basically a huge celebrity in Atlanta, so it yeah. was kind of a kind of a big deal. But using the kiss cam, using the kiss cam, not not and he ex- doesn't even bend down. He just like no, yeah, that's that's the funniest part of the whole thing. He's like, uh, do you want this? Look look, look at this, and yeah. it's like a gigantic ring. Yeah. Um. All right, and what I think is the most absurd piece of lighter news this week. Is basically, I see a story today from uh, Snoop Dogg saying that Master P could coach in the NBA, and I'm like, I think I've heard everything now. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've heard everything. But it, with Donald Trump as president, anything is possible. Yeah. So, Master P, who are you gonna coach? Are you are you going for Elvin Gentry's spot, or where are you going? So, man, I can't believe that that's a real story. So. Um, I, I, I hope to God that it isn't, but uh, you never know. All right. A couple of quotes from Did He Say That? Okay. From Mr. O-Man. Uh, Old man, O-Man, Joakim Noah. Joakim Noah. I need to play better. I will. That was after his really horrific performance and probably the low light of his career. All right. So... Kick, kick us off with the uh, with the Swaggy P. Yeah, so um, this was almost going to be my end quote of the week, but then I found something. <laughs> I found something even more beautiful, just beautiful. Um, so during a timeout, I think it was the last timeout um, before they, you know, they ran out that ran that play that was designed for Lou Williams. Nick Young was pulled aside by D'Angelo Russell and said, "Hey, man, you know." I bet you won't do the ice in my veins. And I and then Nick Young goes on record saying, I'll do it for you. <laughs> and guess what happens? <laughs> he did it for him. He took the ball from Lou Williams, made the three, and went straight to the veins. He's like, I got ice in my veins. Oh, unbelievable. It was insane. Um, going, going to the next quote here, uh, Dirk goes on record uh, saying about Porzingis, 
He goes, he has more p- potential than me. Boy, that is a that is a statement from a a soon to be Hall of Famer. So that is that is a big big endorsement. But for on the Prusinkas. same front, on the same front, Rick Carlisle, and keeping the Mav, the Mavs motivated. <laughs> well, we could all be digging ditches. <laughs> so Fred uh, Fred Cotts, I'm not Fred Katz, yeah. Fred Katz. He's like the um, the beat writer for OKC, I believe. Okay. He basically goes on record, and he, he uh, talking about Westbrook, he goes, he's a Hall of Fame player. That's really what he is after uh, another one of his triple-double performances. Sweet. Um, so, you know, when we were first talking about the Warriors, we were kind of seeing how they were kind of slumping a little bit with Clay Thompson not taking the back seat really, for Kevin Durant and to kind of gel. Curry was then asked somehow because Clay Clay is kind of on the come up, right? He was asked how Clay Thompson has gotten his groove back, and he responds the same way Stella did. And, how, and, and I gotta be honest, Hondo, I haven't seen that movie. Hondo, tell us viewers what we need to listen. Oh to, my god, what we need to it's know. so it's how did Stella get her groove back? Uh, I don't know, just like. Just, I think it was like hooking up with Tay Diggs. Oh damn, dude! Really? Which, which that's, is that's which, which is pretty funny, and I'm like, Tay Diggs responded to this, so there's a pretty funny tweet out there that we probably have to send to everybody. Sure. Um, I thought that I thought that was hilarious when I heard it. That's to me, that's a uh, that ranks up there. That ranks up there with Kevin Durant's response to Drake Knight. So oh, yeah. <laughs> for for one of my favorite quotes of the year. Um, this this is a really funny scenario to me of what just happened. Um, this player goes, "Sorry for ending practice early. I'm still washing glass out of my hair." And this was this was Chris Humphreys after completely demolishing a hoop, like oh yeah, he after, broke a hoop, yeah, completely breaking a hoop like like Shaq style and just like going out of commission. So they ended the entire practice. He early. plays for Atlanta. That's right. Yeah. Yep. I forgot. I forgot and like took out a hoop at like a local school or something. So, <laughs> okay. Wait, uh, why were they having high, why were they having practice at a high school? I don't. I don't know. It's Atlanta. They do what they want. Oh, gotcha. Uh, all right. So cl- close out with our last quote of the day. Yeah. Um. This last one is from Hassan Whiteside, and it's basically a preface about making Miami relevant again. Um. So he goes and says, "When you start being around those guys that play a lot." You know, when, you, when you're making the All-Star Games and when you're making those different events where you get to meet and, and greet the best players and hang around, that's especially when you can build and bond with these, a lot of these guys. I think that's where a lot of recruitment comes from. And I kind of have to agree. Yeah. You, like, just, you, you establish that bond with, with the right players and basically you kind of go inner circle with them and then, then you're basically – you get on the short list or you get on the potential list of, of players to make those movements. I mean, think about think about the impact that 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 uh, Curry and well, time out. Who well, was Draymond Green? Draymond Green and uh, Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant. Yeah, what are, I'm sorry if I interrupted. You. No, no, no. So but who else from Golden State was on that Olympic team? Was it? Oh, was it just was Thompson on that team? Thompson was on that team. So but they're all hanging together. They're all hanging together. Obviously, that has that does have an impact. And when people decide, it's just like I now have a rapport with these people, and you know I see what they can do. But now I like now I kind of gel with them. 
Yeah, hundred so. percent. You know, and I feel like All Star Weekend is a huge thing. It's a, an extended weekend where you really have a lot of media time, and then you have a lot of downtime. And you have the downtime, and you're amongst your brethren, your family, right? Your basketball family. So you can kind of see who's around, who's available, who's liking it, who's digging it, who's on their way out, one foot in, one foot out, kind of thing. Or you could establish, you know, friendships, mm-hmm. or you know, bonds that are going beyond basketball, like apparently LeBron has with half the league. <laughs> But anyways, you know what it's time for? It's time for another edition of The Rambling Gambler. Whoa! Man, man, man. Rambling Gambler here. Rambling Gambler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that where we're going? We're is that where we're going? I was going with it. But. All right. All right. So, boy, I'm going to start from the top here. And I, I'm like happy i'm sad like i'm just full of emotions right basically going through this last week first off pelicans start winning the pelicans haven't been winning all season so they basically they basically go off i'm trying to predict games like i've been doing all season have no idea have no idea that anthony davis comes back with his hulk-like performance and starts winning games drew holiday is like the catalyst that they needed like i don't I don't know if it's actually Drew Holiday. It's just they needed something, and I feel like they got it. So they're starting to win games again. The T-Wolves. The T-Wolves, right when they give me potential hope, they just they hit me with this huge, huge slump, and they're just not putting it all together. They're, they're highly, highly capable, and we've seen it in games this season, and I know you can attest to this, but they are just extremely hard to predict just in terms of what they're going to bring night in and night out. The Spurs, the Spurs are quiet, but they are dominating. They are like perfect on the road. Like this is a team, this is a team that I want to bet on. I want to bet on. I think I think they will potentially edge edge the Clips. I don't think I don't think they can notch that top spot over Golden State, but they potentially are in the running. I'm, I'm going to call it right here. They're in the running for a 72-win season as well. And that, that's, that's me. So I just want to say one thing about the Spurs. I will always bet on the Spurs, with the exception of the Cavs and the Warriors. Yes. They're always my bet. Yeah. No, that's, I, I think that's a good bet. Um, all right. I'm going to tell you a very obscure stat. But I, I learned this today, that when you're betting – on the number of seats that arenas hold, you in the Staples Center, you cannot expect that the Clippers and Lakers have the same number of seats because they do not. There are different numbers of seats in the Staples Center depending on which team plays there. What the hell? That is, it, it's completely absurd, but it's completely factual. Completely factual. So don't bet on the seats. I, I want to say that I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, that the Hawks seem like they're on the verge of falling off. They're on the verge of falling off, and I want to keep betting on them because of how well they played, but past performance is not indicative of future success. I will say that right here, right now. Um, the Grizz. I think the Grizz are for real. I'm I'm not behind Conley and his 150 some million dollar contract, but 
Marcus Saul at the center of the Grizz is is Marcus Saul and Zach Randolph are bringing real potential back to the Grizz this season, and they are going to be a contender in the East. And I'm going to continue to bet on them. West. In the yeah, all right, the West, which they should be in the East, which makes no sense, which makes no sense. As a rambling gambler, I'm gonna go off. Geography, geography matters. NBA, hollow. Hashtag NBA cares, but not about geography. Okay. Hashtag time zones. (laughs) Um, and the last comment for the rambling gambler this week: Dallas is so bad, is so bad. They're, I believe that they're under, they're under like twenty percent win ratio that even with how good the cowboys are i've stopped betting on the cowboys because of just what the just because of the karma that the mavs are giving them so uh that wraps up the rambling gambler rambling gambler this week i will have my updated stats posted on my twitter and and posted to uh at ride in the pine so follow me all right we're gonna get into it so Closing out this week's episode, best game of the week. I'm going to call it right here, right now. The Hondo's best game of the week. Hondo's best game of the week. Fine. In retrospect, you can all pick your best games of the week. That's not forward thinking. I'll I mean, tell we're you. We're a team. We're I'll, a team. We're, we're a Ryan team. The Pines. We're a team right here. Ryan the Pines, this the best is a game le- of the week. This is a legit. This is a legit contender for best game. Cavs versus Bulls. And I'll tell you this: Cavs. Cavs are first. The, they're first in the East. The Bulls are they're in this mashup two, three, four. So I think that's that is a decent game. I think the Cavs, I think the Cavs are going to win this game. This is the game, but I think it's going to be an interesting game. This is the game that LeBron shows up in oh, Chicago that's, attire. That's right. That's right. So this so is the game of the week. That that, that definitely is, the and game that might of throw week. them off. It, and that might be it, a Chicago that victory. Might, that might be enough. Who knows? That, that might be enough. Okay. These are not other games of the week. These are games of note. These are games of note. So I'm going in with an asterisk. Uh, Rockets, Blazers. I like this. I like this matchup. Probably going to go to overtime. Pro- yeah, it's the freaking Blazers. It's definitely going to go to overtime. I think the Hawks, Warriors is a fairly interesting game right now. This obviously could go GSW's way. However, it's a wait and see for me. Rockets, Jazz. That Jazz team is is better than we give them credit for, like than the whole league gives them credit for. I think that's a competitive matchup. Um, you know, this is a this is a game in which the Rockets could also attempt fifty threes. So it's hard to say. Um, Hawks, Raptors. Interesting matchup. I literally do not know what direction that one's going to go. It's uh, interesting that you have the Hawks in two games of the week, but you have them falling in your random your rambling gambler. No, I I have I have them falling, but they're I have them falling kind of overall. Oh, yeah. But I think that they're still relevant for this week. They may make my worst games moving forward. It's it's I lit- love that. It's 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 hard to say. No one no one no one gets a guaranteed spot on games of the week. So, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give. A game of note to the Lakers and the Raptors as I well. Love it. I love because it. Because the Lakers are becoming relevant again. Yeah. And they're almost five hundred. So they were five hundred at one point. They they were, were five hundred and I think they're what, eight and nine eight or something. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. 
to my worst games, my public service announcement. Kings versus Nets, that is incredibly bad. Pelicans versus Mavs is mm, to watch to watch um, Davis potentially score fifty. That's a good good potential for that game. Otherwise, turn it off. Yeah. Kings versus Wizards. Actually, Kings are going to make three appearances this week. <laughs> Kings versus Wizards. Kings versus Sixers. Although your boy Embiid should have a decent game there. Magic versus Sixers. I still can, I still cannot Look watch. Away. I cannot watch that. Look away from that. Um, I, Nets. Nets are still atrocious. And Bucks, as good as they may have started in the first week or two, they're they're back to their typical behavior. You know what I love is that we're going to be tracking these public surface announcements, you know, <laughs> and seeing who's like trending downward and upward, and like see who tallies the most. Yeah, it's gonna be so funny, man. All right. And I had to throw this out there, man. This is this is a gem amongst gems. Hit him with a hard 20. James Harden, seven <laughs> years old, wrote in gold pen on black charcoal paper to his mom, could you wake me up at seven and could you leave me a couple dollars signed by James Harden? P.S. Keep this paper. I'm going to be a star. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up episode 15 of Riding the Pine. Next week, we're going to be back with week six highlights and more commentary, as well as MTG rejoining us for the three-man weave. You know what? Follow us on Twitter at, at RidingThePine, at How3, at Dota, and at VexedIntellects. So while, while we continue to watch more, more games and give you more commentary on the NBA. Hey, um, check us out. Early this week for our live tweet session, we have yet to pick a game, but it will be dropping soon. All right, I'm Hondo here with Guy. We out. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, the pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.